Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Water Trio. I'm here with my dear friends, Cassandra and Kelly, and we're bringing you all the astro weather for the 6th until the 19th of July. First off, though, before we do dive into the astrology, I need to offer an apology and a very sincere apology. Last episode, I discussed how European explorers in different areas went into places that nobody had ever been before. What I should have clarified was that European people hadn't been there. And I am sorry for anyone that I offended with this. It wasn't meant that way, but I'm sure how it came across, I understand. It's also really made me realise how important it is to be anti-racist and how important it is to be constantly aware of the racism and the bias and the privilege biases we have within us. Um, I have years of experience of working in non-profit with Indigenous communities and I'm ashamed that those words did come out of my mouth, so I am sorry. Ibrahim Kendi does talk about the umbrella analogy, you know, how Racism, when you're in it and you're soaked in it, you don't even realise you're wet until somebody comes along and offers you an umbrella. So I wanted to say thank you to those listeners who did point this out and offered me an umbrella. I really appreciate that. Did you thank girls you. have anything you wanted to add? Or Yeah, I mean, I, I think just to jump in there, Leash, it's something that we're all becoming a lot more mindful and aware of. And we do really appreciate when people let us know if we slip up. So so that's really good um, to hear. It's just, yeah, yeah, I think that's probably all I wanted to jump in and just say. Just, yeah, we do appreciate hearing and we're just all trying to do our very, very best. And But along the way, as you said, Leish, yeah, we are kind of all soaked in it. We all grew up as white women in a very privileged environment and just unpacking and, and unlearning some of that colonial infiltration is is very much a part of the work of of where we are at this particular point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So, okay. should we dive into the Astro of the Week ahead? Who yeah. is up first? I mean, in some ways, this is a perfect segue, like, because one of the first aspects of this week is Mercury retrograde square Mars, which is happening July 8th. And this is, you know, it's an aspect about... Uh, you know, misspeaking, foot in mouth, thinking before you speak. It's that classic, oh my God, I said the wrong thing. So I'm like, oh, this is just like a very lived example of how we're learning and growing and speaking is going to be a little bit more contentious at the moment uh, because Mercury in a square angle to Mars in Aries is going to fire up conversations. Um, what are you girls thinking about this aspect? Well, we've got quite a sensitive Mercury sitting there in Cancer. You know, he's all feelings and intuitives and then he gets um, a bit of a prompt from this Mars in Aries foot in mouth kind of sharp, sharp, not thinking. Um, So, yeah, I think there there is exactly what you said. There is the chance for slip-ups. There is the chance for, you know, assertive communications and trying to understand where the other person's coming from if we can, but also not jumping to conclusions too about where they're coming from and what they're trying to do. That would be the suggestion for this. It may not be the outplay, but yeah, if you're finding that people are coming at you, um, trying to understand why potentially. And, you know, cancer can be a bit defensive at times. So it may be that things come out because people are needing to feel defensive. I think one of the biggest triggers we're going to see 
this next six months with Mars in Aries is things about anger. I talked about this last episode and, you know, often anger can be a sign that a boundary has been stepped over. So, you know, if somebody's coming feeling triggered or defensive, it may be that we've overstepped a boundary or they're feeling or, you know, we have had one of ours overstepped. So to think about that and wondering, okay, where do my boundaries lie and how can I, how can I be better with that? Cass, do you have any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I guess um, uh, to this point so far, Mercury retrograde's been, as far as Mercury retrogrades are concerned, it's been fairly benign of a retrograde in, in some respects, but now it's kind of, you know, cuddly, sensitive cancer getting a little bit brutalised by old Mars now. So definitely, um, you know, some of the key words there is, you know, that reactivity or, or volatile kind of um uh, influence there as well and uh so what's this at six degrees i think so it's mm. within the sort of mars's bounds too so uh, we can definitely like mar sorry that mercury mercury and cancer you it's going to be on on the defense for sure so this is a mercury uh retrograde in cancer that's kind of really going to be um you know there's this sense of what my feelings are versus um, what the other planet says it wants kind of thing. So there is this sort of, you know, someone might just be going and doing whatever the hell they want and then Cancer's like, oh, but, but what about me sort of thing. So, again, as you were sort of saying, Leash, it is, you know, if you do feel yourself getting a bit hot under the collar or emotional or, you know, when you're like really wanting to say something to somebody and you can almost feel like your cheeks getting really hot and it's just all kind of rising up. Um, it could be a day for that too. So, you know, it might be a, a, a day to just sort of like, you know, breathe and feel your way through it and, you know, use the body as a barometer for what's really going on as opposed to just kind of getting reactionary or defensive or using your word as a weapon, which could be, you know, something that you might need to backtrack um, at a later time. So, bit of caution you know and observe your feelings and are they really what I'm feeling or am I just like a little bit confused with things so yeah it's gonna be a little uh a little sort of bump on the radar for mercury retrograde and cancer for sure yeah absolutely and it's really the main aspect of that whole first week of July like this aspect happening July 8th there aren't uh, like the moon's doing a few things but there's no other planet to planet interactions that week no um so there could be so it's a real flavor for the week you know that lingering kind of effect potentially as well yeah yeah so and there definitely could be that kind of heated energy midweek one possible positive that I just want to offer to people with this aspect is that some of the ways we relate to these types of aspects depends a lot on our intrinsic personality, our temperament, our own nature. If you're someone who tends to react really quickly or have a like a fast reaction to things, then yeah, this quick reaction type aspect is going to further exacerbate that within you. But if you're someone who's very slow to speak or isn't great at advocating for yourself or asking for what you want, an aspect like this which heats things up 
can be a little beneficial for you because it can create a level of like frustration or sense of like, I've actually got to say something like, you know, instead of holding your tongue, which might be your normal pattern, this type of aspect might have you, it might not be the most elegant. You might blurt it out. It might come out, you know, in the heat of the moment. But sometimes I think those things that we say in the heat of the moment, you know, when we're in an emotionally charged conversation, yeah, Mm. they're actually from the heart and really honest. So it may not be the the best way, you know, we always think I'll wait till the right time. This Mercury Mars to me feels like things are coming out, whether it's the right time or not. And it's always good to have that kind of air cleared. Like it's a bit of a truth telling, like you can't bite your tongue or hold back something that's really important to you anymore. So it's a, uh, yeah, it's a great comeback aspect, you know, like you always have the perfect comeback after the fact, but you could probably have it in the moment on this day. On this or day. it might be that because this, there's another one coming up the next fortnight. So it yes. might be like you think of all the things now with Mercury retrograde and then once it's direct, you'll be able to come out with the best one-liner. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's kind of the vibe. And then <laughs> they do, oh, my God, Mercury cancer for sure, <laughs> for sure. And I think for this week it's also kind of nice, you know, like we're at the end of a really long <laughs> three eclipses. It's like, let's just relax, lay back and enjoy the lack of astro vibe. Go with the moon, go with its cycles. Totally. So then the next thing I think is Mercury. Which one, who wants to chat about Mercury Station Direct? Do we, we, do we want to mention that? I think we probably should mention yeah. that. It's pretty, it's pretty I mean, exciting. that's a great um, unplanned example of Mercury Station Direct, isn't it? Like crickets. <laughs> yeah hello mute mercury standing still yeah it'd be like that i mean i do really enjoy the stationing degrees of mercury retrograde cycles like it's this i may not necessarily know the direction to go from here but there's a sense of that intuitive knowing or that sense of I've decided, you know, it may not necessarily mean I'm going to go and do X, Y, Z right away, but there's a sense of perhaps like the storm has passed wherever that storm may be like sort of playing out in your life. And it may not have even been a storm. It just could have been all those stereotypical issues, problems, confusions and things. And it's like, oh, now Mercury's on the, you know, slowly getting on the mend. And then it's like, ah, okay, now I can get back to, um, you know, what do they say? Like back to, oh, they used to say it on the TV all the time, like back to the usual schedule or whatever it is. So, you know, Mercury stations are, they are probably, you know, the the most intense part of the cycle. So anything, if you are struggling with this particular Mercury retrograde phase or it is providing you with some, you know, deep intuitive insights or the classic Mercury retrograde problems, you know, today, uh, the 12th could be um, a combination of just that one last hurdle to mount before you kind of get to the finish line or that sort of uh, solution coming to you or that final piece of information that can be that final piece in the puzzle, then you can sort of continue forward with that. So, I mean, Mercury's still going to be in Cancer for a while longer. So it is kind of not like a total done and dusted deal yet so Mm. yeah what do you think about this 
Yeah, well, Mercury, so it's stationed direct on the 12th, I think you said, Cass. So just ending that going backwards, at least we can now like look forward. Where are we going? What kind of mess do we need to clean up? Even if it's going to take a few days for Mercury to pick up a bit of speed. Um, that's one thing that I always find is like we always get very excited about the station direct, but we actually need to give it a few days before there's any movement that comes out of yeah. Mercury. So it's really going to be like, probably mid-July by the time Mercury is done with the retrograde and starting to, to take steps forward again. And that's when we can get, you know, the delays are over. You've got the information you need. You can make the arrangements. You know, you stop getting those kind of cross wires or misunderstandings, uh, you know, at least as, you know, in that classic retrograde way. Yeah, because it's kind of in many ways this Mercury retrograde's felt like it's been shoved to the background because of the eclipses and so much has been happening. So it's interesting now this, you know, this week it will come forefront because there's not that much else going on. So it'll be interesting to see as as it stops, it's like, okay, where do I need to go forward from here and what have I learned over this period of time? And we're back to those cardinal areas of our chart and this is kind of adding even more to the okay, what is it about these cancer houses that I'm remembering or realising yeah. and wanting wanting to step forward with from here? So, yeah, I feel like, um, Cass, you use this, you've used this analogy previously and I love it where the, the bow is being drawn back and it's now we've got a choice to kind of check our aim and think, okay, where are we going to release the arrows forward to with what we've learned in this period of time? So... Yeah, yeah, I remember saying something on our WhatsApp chat and I said something, you, you were making a decision about something, Leisha, can't remember what it was, but I made some mention of, you know, the, the circles we have to spin ourselves in, in the decision-making process. Yes. And I think like, you know, it's like, you know, when a dog goes to sit down to like circle around like, you know, half a dozen yes. times it chasing its tail before it plugs itself down. I find the Mercury stations are very much like that. It's the, you, the twisting yourself up into a little bit of a mental pretzel before you decide to buy that thing or make that choice or sign that thing. It's, you know, there's always that little bit of trepidation or feeling of having to go through the motions before you actually decide and, and execute kind of thing. So, but that's, you know, part of the whole, when you, take it even a step further and think about what mercury is in the sky what it does and where it goes part of the mental gymnastics is is part of the territory so mm. in cancer we're also thinking about the the emotional side and what it feels to feel um connected in an emotional way or feeling secure as well is very um uh, important and sometimes those well actually not sometimes most of the time those things don't make rational sense and so um you have to really kind of like go, go through this like worming process you have to really pry like pry it out prod it out and yeah. oh that's the thing that you're really like you know having a go at me over like it's never it's never direct with cancer so um you know whether where your cancer house is this is the thing like where you'll be doing those mental gymnastics or trying to get to the core of what the issue actually is because what you might be saying and what you're feeling there could be also a little bit of a discrepancy around that yeah. we like to play guesswork as cancers like you know come on it's like 
guess how I feel. Can't you tell? <laughs> it's like so in the crabs at the beach. I always, you know, they kind of pop up, look what's going on, then back, back down again. It's like you, now you see me, now you don't. Now you see me, now you don't. <laughs> Totally. And it makes me think like one of the big, the things with cancer is that idea of like, am, am I comfortable yet? Is this right? Mm-hmm. Like with the idea of the dog, cause the cats do the same thing when I watch them, like, like, are you going to go on that part of the bed or the other part? Is this part of the blanket more comfortable than that part? And there's just, there's a lot of sniffing and just testing. And I think there's, so as Mercury comes out of his retrograde, it's that sense of like finding the thing that feels comfortable or feels safe. Oh, I can agree to this. I can I can commit to that or I can make that arrangement because now there's something about it that feels safe or comfortable um, that I can move forward with that. Yeah. And think, you know, this area of our lives, the eclipses are done in now for a while. So we can actually relax in here now. We can get comfortable here now. And we haven't had the eclipses finish in here since what, 2017? It was the last time we hadn't had this lit up with the nodes and eclipses happening in there. Or, sorry, early 2018. So there is this feeling There's like now those eclipse cycles now. ended. Mm. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. I can settle down here again. Yeah. That'd be nice. That's going to be so yeah. good. I know. So good. Yeah. So what's up next? Is it me? It's me, isn't it? I think it is it's you. you. Yeah, we'll say yes. yes. for last. It's you. Be Cass, so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not that Cass is better than Leash, but the aspect of Cass is talking about. <laughs> I just, there, there's Mercury retrograde. I'm like, oh, my God, that shouldn't sound right. <laughs> Alicia's <laughs> aspects I won't take are not it as fun as Cass's aspects. <laughs> That's what they said. Oh <laughs> <laughs> it would have been an episode if anyway. you didn't like crack up into laughter in the middle of it. Oh my goodness. Like girls, I think I've said this to everyone before. I'm we finish these episodes and I'm proud of how on track we are majority of the time, how like above the belt we are majority of the time. We do a really good job of this. So I hope <laughs> you all appreciate us trying to keep a straight face through our podcast. Lishi, back to you. Talking Your about turn. keeping a straight face. So <laughs> yes. remembering all this talk of cancer, it's also cancer season. So as the sun this week is heading towards the last degrees of cancer, it's now time for him to become cheek and jowl with Jupiter and Pluto. Now we've just had the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. So these two are not that far apart. So the sun is going to oppose first Jupiter um, on Tuesday is going to be late in the, I think it's Tuesday for everyone actually, Tuesday the 14th. And then he's going to oppose Pluto on Wednesday the 15th or very early in the morning on the 16th here in Australia. So this is bringing that spotlight or that it feels like a counterpoint to what's been going on with the Jupiter Pluto. It's like, okay, we know these heavy power structures, that the truth is coming up, you know, everything's being brought out of the underworld and shown to us. And I feel like the sun in opposition to this is like, so where do we go from here? How can we bring in some understanding, some compassion, some sensitivity and work out how we can go forward? How do we ask the questions of what's needed to bring healing, to bring support, but done in a, in a caring and supportive way? I feel like 
you know, with everything going on in the world right now, um, one of, you know, that the people right now who are doing most of the work are those doing those cancerian kind of roles, whether they're the mental health workers or whether they're the um, doctors and the nurses or whether they're the people just, you know, trying to heal, trying to offer reparation. This is a chance for that to happen out in the world as well, Whether, however this is playing out in our lives. So bringing the sensitivity, bringing the care, bringing the protection that the sun and cancer can offer to wherever the powerful struggles to try and find meaning and try and find connection have been happening with Jupiter-Pluto and how we can step forward in a way that brings balance on both sides. So that's my sense. What are you guys thinking about it? Okay. Well, I was like, I didn't know if we were going to jump in, Cass. Um, I think, like, I do think there is the spotlight component of the sun in Cancer sort of highlighting an opposing viewpoint of Jupiter-Pluto. And Jupiter-Pluto is one of our major signature aspects for 2020. And we're seeing some correlations with Jupiter-Pluto around the COVID pandemic around major economic sort of tumult and turmoil. And, and these things are still playing out because the Jupiter-Pluto aspect does continue into the latter part of the year. I'm also, one of my interpretations that I've been thinking about with Jupiter-Pluto is particularly because it's in Capricorn where we have things that are old. You know, I think about Jupiter being about beliefs and Capricorn about things that are old and Pluto changing or transforming. So the fact that so many people are getting a bit of a wake-up call about history, you know, what really happened, what didn't mm. happen. The, You know, we, we sort of get told this intellectually or you know it intellectually that, you know, history is told by the victor, but what does that mean and, and whose stories don't get told, you know, in history? And there's something about this idea of like the bedrock beliefs or ideas that we might have as individuals but are embedded within society and culture. And I think that is speaking to some of the awareness of the the racism and the anti-racism movements that have really, you know, anti-racism movements have always been there but they seem to have really, um, you know, taken hold in larger ways or with more people paying attention, if you like, and, and the anti-racism movements are sort of sparking more awareness of other marginalised groups within society. So it's it's sort of going into the history of how and why things got to be the way they are. So I think the Jupiter, the, the sun in cancer component is a little bit of the idea of like, okay, fair enough, this is what's happened, but how are we going to sort of come together and what is the way forward at a collective mm. level? But I think at a personal level, because I always want to think, well, how is this affecting, you know, my client's charts, for instance, mm. it's really highlighting the Cancer Capricorn parts of our charts. And for some people, that's going to be along a financial axis. So right now you're really dealing with everything to do with money. Like if you have a Cancer second house or a Capricorn second house, maybe it's, um, fourth house, 10th house, and you're trying to do that literal work-life balance thing. You're trying to balance commitments to, to family or to your home, but also to get, you know, stay on top of work or life direction. So I do think there's some value around making sure people do check their own charts around the Cancer Capricorn part and just seeing, have you been overdoing the Capricorn part of your chart? And do you need to somehow you know, kind of just do a bit of nurturing or tending to the Cancerian part of your chart. So there is, 
you know, there's a lot of levels to it, I think. So there's that, that's two different ways that I'm kind of framing this. Um, what about you, Cass? Yeah, I definitely agree with the both of you. I think the sun is coming along and kind of activating that Jupiter-Pluto aspect that has just taken place at the end of perfecting at the end of the June, June, which of course is the signature for 2020. So it's like, we've got uh, light shining on a part that's, you know, being, it's very dark and it's very, you know, all the Jupiter Pluto's, you know, things to do with wealth, as you said, uh, kill old beliefs and structures and things. So it's like, it's one thing to sort of tear these things down and but how do we then go about perhaps the more protective side of rebuilding? Um, how do we maybe take the more Cancerian yin approach to what is fair and just and all of those Jupiter type of things? So we were explaining a little bit in the when we we're talking in the pre-chat, um, at least on the Australian perspective, um, there's some talk about, you know, how do we do the more practical approaches to sort of rebuilding um you know, from the our Aboriginal peoples and things like that. Um, so, yeah, we've got that on the collective, you know, how do we care for people more? How do we nurture and protect um, people, you know, basically? And I've also find it interesting how this aspect is, it's like we're almost taking one last look back. Mm. We've had now the eclipses finalised in this axis, but the sun is kind of like, shining a light on these two planets that have so when I say two planets Jupiter and Pluto who have come to connect again at that same 24 degree of Capricorn but this time retrograde so I am a little bit kind of thinking what are we going to see what are we going to see that we didn't quite see yet Mm. or what are we going to see that maybe we was kind of there we kind of sensed it was there but it wasn't made obvious before so I think there's, you know, collectively there's probably something to look out for there uh, to be mindful of and then perhaps the the cleanup or the conclusion may happen in November when Jupiter and Pluto come together again. Of course, as you said, Kel, what's happening in your chart? You know, totally, you know, it's not just reflecting back on, you know, this week and the Jupiter-Pluto, but as you said, Leash, it's since 2018. It's been a very active dynamic part of our lives for the last uh, 18 months or so Um, and yeah it's like what can we do now perhaps to shine a light on things with that more cancerian nurturing protective um ferociousness you know what do we those beliefs that we are going to take with us that are powerful and important and how can we care for other people and from you know if we look at the sun as a planet of leadership and confidence and a guiding light it's like coming back to that uh the cancerian and the more perhaps uh feminine or yin approach to structures and power dynamics it's just really the opposition finding that balance point again Yeah, it's great. Uh, I was just thinking actually of analogy while you were talking because here in Australia or here in our state that Cass and I are in, we've had the borders closed to the rest of the country because we've had so few Mm. cases and our premier is female and she has kept thinking about people's lives, thinking about people's health, whereas the pushback from 
the federal government and other and other members is no, you have to put the economy first, you have to put money first, you have to get businesses going. And it, that really feels like that cancer Capricorn, you know, do we choose lives or would you, do, do we choose money? Yeah. You know, which are we going to be able to do? And it's not like there's right or wrong. And, you know, I really honour the decision that she made, which was which was to open the borders, but only to the safer states um, to at least get some money coming in, but to keep people's lives, that caring, compassionate part of cancer, top of mind above everything else. Yeah, interesting. Mm. It is. And then, should we, yeah. Should we get on to the nicer aspect? <laughs> I'm like the cat, the sun in cancer period's almost done and then we get a little bit of a, a solar break. But before then, Cass is going to tell us about something. The best bits. <laughs> <laughs> no, not necessarily. But, you know, it's a nice way to finish uh, the week. So, what happens is uh, that the moon uh, in Gemini will come and connect with Venus um, on the 17th. I think that is across the board. And then, of course, um, on the 18th, so the 18th will then hit the North Node. And so, um, you know, what I'm calling sort of like the weekend doubleheader. Um, So I feel that this, you know, we're looking at the fortnight here. So this nice moon and Venus coming together in Mercury sign, Mercury is now stationed. It might be a nice uh, balm or a nice sort of um, way to move forward after a few hiccups. You know, Mercury retrograde squaring Mars earlier in the, you know, back on the uh, 8th, I think that was, then Mercury stationing. And now there's almost this feeling of um, maybe like future focus, you know, what is, what? how can we move forward? And um, might repair some of that damage or any upsets through communication and connectivity and getting together. So it might be talking things out. It might be more about like let's get together and then therefore any of the confusions or the dramas uh, or the miscommunications may be ironed out if you can really like talk or connect in the flesh and get together with some um, nice people. So I think that that is, you know, because the aspects are, I mean, what's happening is is kind of significant, but there's just few of them. I think the weekend, the, the moon in Gemini really adds the flavor of socializing, connecting with people. And of course, that's not really going to be easy for everyone, depending on where you're located. So, you know, even if it really makes um, making the extra effort to, you know, if you're a bit Zoom overloaded, just get on the phone, you know, be a bit old fashioned about it and, you know, just call up um, rather than texting or something like that. But the moon and Venus together, you know, once a month, that is just the, I find it's a very nice, just a nice time. We've got, you know, two planets that are generally uh, linked with sort of connection and um, it's they're both kind of magnetizing influences so uh, it will just definitely magnetize all the Gemini bits so you know connect connectivity bit of flirty bit of conversation and just the sort of light and fun way to sort of end this fortnightly period what do you girls think about this Oh, look, I do love, at the moment, I'm really loving the moon Venus aspects because they're in Gemini. So they're off axis or off angle to like 
satin right now, which is nice. Um, it's, mm. it's getting a little sextile from Mars in Aries, but you know, that's not a bad kind of vibe that, that adds a little bit of spice, a little bit of heat. Yeah. So the last few months I've really been enjoying the moon Venus. It's just a lovely connection, togetherness, collaboration, a little bit of support, a little bit of enjoyment, a little bit of like delight in some simple pleasures. And yeah, depending on, you know, different restrictions, you might even be able to get together with, you know, a couple of people in real life. Um, but yeah, same, all the same things you're saying, Cass, it's such a beautiful, like, it's like a small passing, but it's worth enjoying while the aspect goes through. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. on a weekend and or Friday, which is Venus's day. It's like, it's perfect. Yeah. And I just, you know, for me, yeah. this is like watching comedy movies with, with friends or, um, even playing, I don't know if anyone plays Cards Against Humanity, but you can play it online with your friends, you know, for a good laugh. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Just the, the fun stuff. Yeah. Or our favourite Leashy sequence. We oh, like I love that. sequence. <laughs> I know, the three of us haven't played it together because we've all discovered this since we were last in person. But, um, yeah, bit of a board yeah. game night. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the good things, simple yeah. things, you know, and that's the sort of, you know, the Venus stuff, like just doesn't have to be OTT gestures. It can just be the simple things and, you know, just, yeah, that connection, togetherness and light. It's Gemini, you know, let's just go out for a drink or let's just talk on the phone and, you know, get to know somebody in a little bit more, maybe like not necessarily a deeper way, but in a way that might sort of, um, promote a certain level of harmony or likability. Um, that's what uh, the sort of Venus Moon combo in Gemini is just very likable or Moorish kind of feeling to it. Mm. And it might be an opportunity because I've been, uh, we've been chatting on our WhatsApp chat about quite a few purchases we made during Venus retrograde <laughs> in Gemini. And I know we're not the only ones. So it might be a time to try to don some of those purchases, put on some of those makeup purchases and, and have some fun with it. So, Well, I had to buy new jeans because I don't fit in my old jeans anymore from my quarantine slothful lifestyle. <laughs> the, co the, the, the COVID the, kilos. The COVID kilos. <laughs> just have to bite the bullet and buy a size up um and yeah. of course I feel so much better that I did that because they're quite flattering and very comfortable and just yep. trying to accept you know that's where I'm at right now um yeah I bought a very loose gorman dress the other day <laughs> I'm just waiting to turn up it's like <laughs> no no tight waists on that one. <laughs> oh my god and Cass has gone in the opposite direction because she's actually lost COVID kilos <laughs> Yeah, I'm down probably about five kilos now. So that's You're an that, inspiration. Like, maybe like 10 pounds. It'll was be it about two 10 points probably. Yeah. 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 I usually yeah. just do like a 50-50 and it's a little bit off, but it's close enough. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, one thing, you know, maybe some of our uh, listeners would find this interesting, like in our WhatsApp chat, we were kind of talking about our waistlines and all those things and how we have our own predispositions in terms of lifestyle like with our first houses in particular and what our go-to is when we've put on weight or we want to get fit and healthy again and how we manage our food etc cetera, etc cetera. so for me like I have Gemini rising with Mercury in the first 
Jupiter's there too, so the waistline can very much expand. But for me personally, it's all about the numbers. So I love to track the weight on the bar. I love to track all my macros and it's all data, data, data. Whereas both of you girls are not like that when it comes to uh, tracking food or anything like that. So... No, no, I have to mine's, I have to feel mine's emotion. You know, yeah, totally <laughs> it's all the moon. You guys are all moony. <laughs> moon yeah. rising. It is in areas, yeah. so it's yeah. like yeah. And yeah. I have the moon in the first house, so I'm like, yeah. I do like the idea of data, like doing my calorie counting, and when I stick with it for four days, I always feel better. And but honestly, <laughs> I think four days is the longest I've ever stuck with it. <laughs> Cass Cass keeps us on on track though, doesn't she? Yeah, she really does. I haven't bought a new new set of scales just so it could give me more data. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I'm I'm one of those cliche people because I bought a good set of scales and it does help and it is amazing and it's so much easier and then I can't be bothered by day five. So it's, you know, maybe Venus will help me get my act together. Who knows? Yeah. That tip, Cass, that you gave about leaving the container on the scales and then taking out what you need and then, oh, my God, life-changing. Then you can still lick the spoon, you know, <laughs> and you're not adding extra calories. I mean, if anybody wants any tips, like, I, yep. I could just give you all this, the info. This girl. Cass is your tracking queen. Yeah. Leash and I can give you all the great recipes of delicious food to make. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not necessarily weight loss, but they taste good. But they taste good. Uh, and they'll be healthy, like they'll be gluten-free or they could be this free or that free. We've got all the free bits covered. We just... <laughs> anyway. But I oh think my, God, my Jupiter is... in the yeah. first house, it's like how how, how many naughty oh bits God. can I fit into the macros? <laughs> This is such a Moon Venus I'm like, we're just modelling Moon Venus in Gemini. Here's some food tips. Here's some beauty tips. Here's some clothing tips. (laughs) (laughs) So if you run a social media account, you know what to post on July 17 and 18. (laughs) And you know what we'll probably be posting too. Yeah. So have you guys got anything coming up during this time? Anything you're doing? Oh, now we've got to like be professional. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I love it. It's good we do. We're at the end of our time. It's good. Um, I don't have anything coming up right this now. End of July will be a little bit of holidays for me, but I have just put on, on my website my workshop and the talks that I gave from the Norwalk Astrology Conference. So if you missed the conference or you didn't get to my workshop and you maybe you heard somebody say something nice about it, you're like, oh, I really want to get that training. It's a lot. There's a lot of information about progressions. So combining transits and progressions, using the progressed moon with transits. Uh, There's a lot about the moon, like five things about the moon that you probably don't know, but you should, Um, plus my keynote lecture. So they're all available for individual purchase um, over on the website. What about you two? Because it's not like summer holidays for you guys. So, Cass, what are you up to, honey? Um, I think I'm going to do it on the 16th, um, a little bit earlier in the month. So in terms of my monthly webinar series on the 16th, I am going to do my talk on the terms and bounds. And so what we'll be doing is having a dive into how each zodiac sign is divided up by another five divisions. And each of those five divisions are 
ruled by another planet. And so what this might individualize, you know, for instance, the sun's in cancer. So if you've got the sun in cancer, it will be a sun sign, but also looking to another planet. So it gives you a lot more uh, juice to work with in your astrology work. So um, all the details of that, of course, will be on my website. I think I'm going to do it on the 16th. That's a bit Mercury retrograde, I know. But if it's not the 16th, it'll be the 23rd. And all the details will be up there um, at CassandraTindall.com. Cool. Okay, so just quickly, what term ruler of your sons? Do you gals know what the term ruler of your sons is? Mars. Of course. (laughs) Mine's Venus. Hello, girl who always has chocolate and sweet things. And mine's Hello, the girl that likes to wear Metallica t-shirts when she's with her friends. Yes. Oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> and you, Lady? Mine's Mars too. So, okay. you know, let's just give Mars a little course, bit more outplay in my uh, chart. Yeah, your chart. <laughs> um, so that's really good. That's going to be such a great topic, Cass. Um, people will really get a lot out of that. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it for ESA recently and got some mm. really wonderful feedback from that. So uh, looking forward to sharing it with some people who may not have seen it there. Fantastic. Yep, I, I watched it and it's definitely worthwhile. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Um, and I, Actually, talking leash, about Mars, yeah. I am running a webinar on the 9th for Mars, looking at Mars retrograde in general and then deep diving on this particular Mars retrograde and what it's going to be like and ways that you can work with it as well to have more positive outcomes than some of what we've been talking about on here. So, yeah, that'll be happening. Um, it'll be Thursday the 9th in Australia, Wednesday the 8th, the evening in the US. So, yeah. Fantastic. Cool. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks for being here. We'll see you all next time. Bye. All righty. Bye for now.